0: welcome to the podcast everyone well we're back from an outstanding national postal forum and if you didn't get a chance to attend that was really unfortunate because it really was exceptional and felt very much like a normal national postal forum as always mpf executive director maureen goodson did an amazing job at putting together another first class mpf with excellent workshops plenty of well-attended receptions and fairly decent attendance I think there were about 3,000 attendees, if I recall, which is about the same as pre COVID attendance. I also want to give a shout out to Mary Guthrie for helping to arrange an excellent exhibit hall. Bluecrest, BCC Software, and Windowbook were all right in a row in the front and had very good booth traffic, excellent conversations with customers, and were able to generate some new business. I can always count on MPF to be the foundation for our overall sales lead generation, and this year's MPF did not disappoint. I arrived at MPF Saturday evening as I was presenting a workshop on Sunday afternoon. I was a bit concerned initially about being in the very first workshop period, but was pleased when approximately 50 people showed up to hear my presentation on mitigating the great resignation with automated workflows. Several attendees, in fact, told me that I hit the nail on the head, so to quote, as they were indeed struggling trying to attract and retain people to operate their current automated workflows. The topic initiated some great crosstalk amongst the attendees, and hopefully everyone walked away with at least some idea of how they could mitigate what many are calling the Great Resignation. MPF had a very well-attended welcome reception on Sunday evening, and everyone remarked how it seemed like old times with familiar faces, great music, and delicious food. And After the reception, I headed over to the Women in Logistics and Distribution, or WILDs, dessert reception which bcc co-sponsored that too was well attended by many people in fact i saw ron stroman the former deputy postmaster general and now a member of the usps board of governors and prc commissioners and fisher and ashley poling and since i was still full from the mpf reception i only limited myself to one small dessert but boy there were so many tempting ones to choose monday morning was the pmg opening address and PMG Joy was his typical, very candid self. He once again highlighted how his Delivering for America plan will mitigate the projected $160 billion loss for the USPS over the next 10 years, and how under his leadership, the USPS is coming out of what he called some very dark times. He also acknowledged that the industry should brace for some uncomfortable price increases, which according to PMG DeJoy would hopefully end by 2024, which is when he was predicting the USPS would be more financially stable. You could clearly tell that PMG Joy is a logistics person. It was very evident to me that he is shaping the USPS processing network into more of a classic hub-and-spoke methodology that focuses on shape and weight rather than class and content for mail and packages. He is, and I'm quoting, tired of shipping air and wants to move toward cubing out containers and trailers. Again, this is a classic logistics approach, which is somewhat familiar to me as I entered the mailing industry in 1992 through an LTL company or less than truckload uh, company. After the opening session, I headed straight to our booths in the exhibit Hall to greet the many attendees that were anxious to enter the hall. And shortly after I arrived in the booth, I was thrilled to see PMG DeJoy stop by to meet our Bluecrest CEO, Dennis Lestrange, BCC Software President Christopher O'Brien, and WindowBook Book Chief Operating Officer Steve Lopez. Louis DeJoy was in a great mood and very engaging. He even got some great group pictures we even got some great group pictures with the PMG, and we're hoping that they'll be posted by MPF very soon on their web page. Monday afternoon, I presented another workshop entitled "Where did My Customers Go now?" This too was well attended with nearly 50 people in attendance, and the presentation focused on best practices and address quality, which continues to be an important topic as undeliverable as address mail continues to be measured in the billions of pieces. having a complete Correct and current address not only ensures timely delivery of the mail, it also helps to mitigate future postage price increases. As I was preparing to start my presentation, I was approached by a very familiar person. Former PMG Pat Donahoe came up to say hi to me, and I was absolutely floored that he chose to attend my workshop. Boy, talk about an interesting turn of events. I am normally, or was normally, the person sitting in attendance while PMG Pat Donahoe would update MTAC at USPS headquarters, and here he was, standing at at MPF and attending my, my workshop. We both laughed and updated each other on business and personal lives, and boy, Pat was just as charming as always. He also stopped by our booth in the exhibit hall to say hi to everyone there. he's just such a class act. We were all thrilled to see him. So glad that, uh, that Pat Donahoe was able to stop by and just bring a big smile to everybody. While the exhibit hall closed on Tuesday afternoon after the exhibitor reception, I decided to stay through Wednesday evening's MPF closing reception. Maureen Goodson and her team always do a great job in lining up a fun closing reception on Wednesday evening, and this year didn't disappoint. Though candidly, my favorite MPF closing reception of all time was when the band America played, but that was back in 2014. Well, after dancing for a few hours to the excellent live band, my feet were tired, and I called it a night, wrapping up yet another excellent MPF. So thanks to uh, Maureen and, and Mary and, and everyone that helped to make a fantastic MPF, and thanks to all of our customers and partners that stopped by our booth to say hello. A few weeks after MPF, I attended a very informative postcom study day meeting. Bob Fisher provided an update on the impact of COVID on the USPS and mail volume, and he validated that first-class mail is relatively stable and that marketing mail is continuing to improve in volume. We're actually seeing that at BCC as well, primarily through our data services. And thanks to the passage of the Postal Service Reform Act of 2022 in April of this year, which many are now starting to call the PSRA, not to be confused with PAEA. Uh, So PSRA is the Postal Service Reform Act. Uh, the USPS should end up about $200 million to the positive this year. Bob Olson noted that about half of the $41 billion the USPS needs for the Delivering for America capital spending initiatives could actually come from their cash on hand and expanded borrowing limits, thus sort of inferring that the USPS may not need to raise prices as aggressively as as they've been doing. But as we're seeing, they are going to continue to go up. Then Joyce Sanzone uh, of the USPS Office of the Inspector General gave a very nice presentation on their latest report regarding trends in delivery points. She noted that the quote edit book, the USPS carriers use to manage addresses on their routes, will soon be embedded into the mobile delivery devices. These are the, uh, the MDD that devices that the carriers are already carrying with them. And those MDDs are going to begin to collect information about addresses. And we're already starting to see the MDDs recording move left no address records. That that is starting to increase these MLNAs. um, So that is actually a very good approach here because that's going to allow the carriers to collect more of that information about delivery points right at that point where it's fresh in their mind. One interesting item from the report was the increase in cluster boxes. In the past 10 years, we added over 13 million new delivery points to this country, and many of these were cluster boxes, which actually increased by 34% during these last 10 uh, 10 years uh, or during that same time frame. There are also several challenges for the Postal Service with cluster boxes that she talked about, especially for package delivery. Many cluster boxes only have one or two package receptacles, and if there are more than three residents, for example, receiving a package, then the ones, the packages that cannot be placed in those package receptacles are often routed for pickup at the local post office, which presents a burden in many ways on the mail recipient. They'll have to now travel over to the local post office to pick up their package uh, rather than being able to pick it up in the cluster box. So we're not sure how that's going to shape shake out here in, in the future, um, but it is an interesting challenge for the post service, particularly with growth in package volumes. And she also noted that in the event that the cluster box is damaged, for example, somebody hits it or, or something happens to it, sometimes that can present a dispute as to who is responsible for replacing it. Could it be, you know, is it the Postal Service's job to replace the cluster box or is it the responsibility of, say, the apartment owner or the, or the, the landlord? So that can get into a dispute. And of course, during that time frame, you know, what happens to the packages in the mail? So again, that presents a little bit of a challenge on the cluster boxes. But there's a lot of great information in this report. I would strongly encourage our listeners to download uh, this latest OIG report on address quality and delivery points. And, and again, the OIG just does a great job with all their reports. <clears throat> the other interesting speaker at the Postcom Study Day was PRC Chairman Michael Kubianda. Now, Chairman Kubianda noted that the PRC is actively seeking data analysts to assist with analyze all the emerging USPS data, and this includes a chief data officer. He also responded to a number of questions. In fact, most of his presentation was more of a question-and-answer session. Um, and one of the uh, the questions that came up was, would the PRC limit the Postal Service to only one price increase per year? The chairman seemed to indicate that the PRC does have that authority to you know, determine what the cadence of price increases might be in a year, Um, But what what surprised a lot of people is, is he's saying that this was the first that he was hearing that the industry was being severely impacted by frequent price increases. Well, that left many of us scratching our heads as we thought the industry was pretty clear. That four to five price increases per year, which includes, I'm talking about market dominant as well as market competitive changes, which includes the roll-on and roll-offs, was really effectively shutting us down and being able to do anything other than just regulatory product updates. And even the USPS is struggling with getting their CAT testing and Postal One systems ready early enough so that the industry can finalize our software testing prior to release. So yeah, it's, this is this is a challenge for everybody um, and speaking of price increases, which, again, I'll remind our listeners, the PMC, PMG said was going to be uncomfortable until 2024. We do have a 6.5% average increase coming on July 10th. The BCC is finalizing the software releases and should have them out to customers at least two weeks prior to the July 10th deadline. In fact, while you're listening to this podcast, you may already be receiving an update or a notification that the software is ready to download. This price increase will result in a cumulative increase, uh, postage by over 15% in the past 12 months for most mailers and even higher for non-compensatory products such as periodicals. And look, I know it's high uh, in terms of pricing, but the reality is that most of these increases are due to this very high inflation. Inflation accounts for 5.8% of that 6.5% increase. And with no signs of inflation slowing, I would agree with the PMG that things will certainly remain uncomfortable. For at least the next 12 to 18 months so hang in there folks and let's work together to mitigate the increases through better address quality and leverage every postage workshare discount possible that not only helps to lower postage but also helps the usps achieve their operating cost reductions as part of the delivering for america plan folks i want to thank you for listening to today's podcast and if you'd like to learn more about mail tracking or how to better automate your mailing workflows Please visit us at bccsoftware.com or give us a call. As always, we'd like to know, how can we help? Thank you for listening to the podcast and have a great day.